Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by Bethel Express of America. Okay, here we go um, with another segment of Open Mic. And you, I like the, I like where he plays every little once in a while. I guess it's the hip hop in me. So it's open mic, open M I K E or open M I C. And uh, so here we are again, um, with with two people that really make this thing go really, really well. In addition to the, the Lord Jesus Christ, of course. And it's uh, uh, not only is he in the building, but he's in the booth. Andrew the Hero, small H went, and her finest, uh, my wife Julia, and so. We're ready to do this one more time because I, I, like I said, I'm enjoying doing this. So let's just do it before I talk and get all mushy as you know. What do you call me? You say I get therapy is what she says to me. So here we go. We need counseling. God bless us. <laughs> it's it, funny because you you said open mic, and because I'm known to been I've been known to mispronounce things. I would go open mic. Yes, <laughs> like or, she ain't playing, or, y'all. Or open Mikey. Yeah. Or miss. She's not playing, y'all, when she says this stuff. Believe me. I know. Okay, carry on. So, the, of course, in the beginning, um, in the New Testament, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Mm-hmm. And we know the importance of the Word. So, you have a phrase in Bethel Express that says, if it's not in the Word, it doesn't count. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that for us, please? So many... It's, it's, and it, it, look, I, I'm too old to... I'm too old at this point to feel like I'm saying something with malcontent or intent when I say something, okay, that's my preface, especially in the black community. And I've been black for 62 years, okay? And so, and so especially in the black community, there are so many lines that we have and so many statements and, you know, things like God looks out for fools and babies, and you ain't no baby, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, and I have people say things and they make it sound like it's something like, as if it was something biblical. And so when the kids start saying, this is years ago now, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, when kids would say things to me, you know, they would say, well, my grandmother said, and, you know, my grandma and my grandfather and my uncle said this, and then they keep saying, they say it's in the Bible. I'm like, uh, go home and find out that the, the scripture reference for that because uh, that doesn't sound like it. I can put it that's not true. So that can't be in the Bible kind of a thing. And so that's when I got to the point where I started to say, hey, look, y'all, I get it. Y'all hear stuff at home. I was raised in a home with somebody just like that too. But I tell people, like, what we would do, we would go according to the word. So if it's not in the word, it doesn't count. You can have cute sayings. You can have sayings that are kind of true, kind of true, sort of true. But the bottom line is we're going to go and build our lives and live our lives off of things that are in God's authoritative word. So if it's not in the word, it doesn't count. And so that's where we get that from. Okay, so do you find that you use that a lot with the kids in terms of even just plain um, ideals that are shared throughout throughout the lessons at Bethel Express? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, especially if they have—well, it usually comes up, once again, even if there is like a, a popular statement that's out. No disrespect or dishonor to— to Jesse Jackson, but he he has he had a slogan, keep hope alive. Well, that's not biblical. It sounds really good. It's coming from a it's coming from a reverend, you know, but no, we don't keep hope alive. Hope keeps us alive. You know, hope deferred, make it the heart sick. You know, uh I mean I could go on and on and on about hope. And so hope keeps us alive. We don't keep hope alive, right? I get what they're getting at, but it's not true. They say the mind is a terrible thing to waste. 
you know, well, first of all, the mind is not a terrible thing. The mind is a very powerful thing. The, the mind is a very strong thing, a very meaningful thing, a very significant thing, a very dynamic thing. You know, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. You see, and so once again, those things sound good, but they're not really true. You know, um, they say be all that you can be. No, be all that you're supposed to be, not what you can be. You can be a drug dealer. So am I supposed to be that? Because that's part of the all, you know. I'm getting a little energized here. I got to bring it down a few notches. As my daughter would say, Dad, bring it down a few notches. But anyway, yeah. so, so, so yes, we've, we've had to address these because uh, um, we do not want those kids. And as their pastor, it's really my responsibility to lead the way on this for all of our leaders. But we just don't want the kids to get caught up in these slogans that really don't, don't have any eternal value to them, at least in terms of what the Lord has to say. So this all leads to spiritual development um, and the importance of it. Can you share with us? Yes. Well, we, we are emphatic about the word. Um, like whenever we, another one of our things is when it, when, just before we read the word every week, I say, get your Bibles. I say, no, I say, get your weapons, right? And then I say, pull out your weapons. And they go, shing, right? Because it's a sword. That's the sound of a sword. And in the, in the Bible is the sword of the spirit. And I say, one, two, three. And they say, yo, I've got my Bible. It's the sword of the spirit. That means it's a weapon. I'm equipped for battle. Satan, I'm about to jack you up. Right, and then we go into the word. Uh, uh, we 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 feel as if with without the word, known as as it, because we are so emphatic about the way, and we be, believe the word is so important that uh, once we have the word active and alive in our lives, it gives us the ability to conquer and overcome the things of life that we're being faced with and that we're being challenged by. And so, so that's the first part of that. But the second part of that is, you know, what what good is coming and learning really powerful songs uh, lyrically without understanding the meaning of those songs? What what good is just uh, being able to to be able to read what God's word says without studying it and understanding the purpose behind it or what the Lord was getting at or the context? And and of course, they know what context means. I say, what does context mean? Before and after. In other words, the verses before it and the verses after. Because we do not want people, we do not want our kids to treat the word of God and scriptures as if they were sound bites. You know, and, and we live in a society, a lot of, well, we see that a lot today. We do not want our kids to treat the word of God as, a, as if it were a book of sound bites. You know, we want them to take a sound bite out of the word of God as a living word. Ooh, come on now. We're the offering that. Uh, anyway. Um, anyway. But but yeah, but seriously though, you know, um, so that's the reason why we do that because we want them to, to really consume the word of God for what it says it means. So are there examples that you've done within Bethel Express that show them the importance of the word and how to use it um, or be armed with it? Oh yeah, all the time. All the time, especially with, with, with especially when the kids, it's, there there are certain um, cults and certain derivations of Christianity, if you will, that's out in the streets in the hoods right now, and they're being asked certain. The kids are being asked certain questions. Even I'm being asked certain questions, and um, you know, and one one gentleman I know, you know, he said something to me. I I know him real well. He strayed away from the things of the Lord. And he says, "You're a pastor, right? You're a pastor, right?" 
I said, yeah, I'm a pastor, but I'm not a professor. I'm a pastor. I'm a shepherd. And as I'm responsible for the children that God sends my way and anybody who's breathing that the Lord sends my way. And so I may not know all the answers because God is inexhaustible. I said, but I can answer your question. And just because I cannot answer your question does not mean that I'm not on point with what I believe and how I'm living. And we want to impart that into our children as well so they can walk around with the confidence uh, of knowing that I may not, they may not know all the answers, but one thing they do know is what they do know works with great significance and there is a dynamic there that cannot be refuted. When our kids see a healing right in front of their eyes in the name of Jesus, no other name, but in the name of Jesus, somebody can challenge them. As, oh, then I, we teach the kids, explain that one then. Explain this healing. You know, Explain this miracle right here. A miracle by definition means, because we teach these kids, all, we don't just say the words, we give them real definitions. A miracle, a mighty act that God only can do. And we help them understand it so they can explain it. So they can talk to somebody who challenges them and says, look, I don't know all of the, everything that's in the word of God and nobody ever will. But one thing I do know is I've learned this from God's word. I was taught this. It's on point. It can be backed up. And I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. So we've had controversies within United States and even in the area here of bringing a Bible to school. Mm-hmm. Can you give an instance of where that has happened? A young man. There was a young man in our ministry. Um, he came to me at this point because because we meet on Saturdays. He came to me and he says, Mike, he says, my teacher told me that uh, that book, he, and he was he was in the fourth grade, fourth grade, and he said, the teacher said to him, that book is not allowed in my classroom. And so he took my Bible. I said, what? If I were a cartoon, you would have seen this smoke come out of my ears, my nostrils, my toenails. It, it, it just would have been everywhere, right? And so I said, all right, cool. That morning, I called up the school, and I spoke to the principal, and I said, to the principal, I told the principal what had happened. And I said to the principal, I'm not warning you. I'm not threatening you. I'm informing you that if the Bible is not um, returned to the student, I says by 12 noon, I said, you will be, you will receive a visit from a legal team that will make sure that this will not ever happen again in our district. Right. And I left it at that. Well, the, about, about a half hour later, I get a call back from the principal she told me everything's been taken care of. She apologized on behalf of the teacher and everything. Well, the the young man who had the Bible, right, and had had it returned from his teacher, right? The teacher said to him, he said, he said, uh, do you really believe in the God of that Bible? He said, Yeah. He says, Do you believe? He said, How 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 much do you believe that God can 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 do anything? And so he said, he says, God can do anything. He says, Do you think that uh, God can heal my marriage because my wife is going to divorce me. And the young man says, well, I can't help you, but my pastor Michael Peace can. <laughs> yeah, you want his number? <laughs> so he gave me his, so he obviously gave the teacher the number. I got together with the teacher. Then I got together with the teacher and his wife. We got together. They gave their lives to the Lord. They began, I got them connected to a church. They began to grow. They left education because they're both teachers. They left education and went into the mission field as a result of one of our kids just saying, yeah, I believe in this stuff. Do you find that some of the kids have difficulty in defending the the word of God in conversations or? Yes, they do. But then they always come to me and they bring, or to the leaders too, but I, I'm talking about for me personally, 
and I'll tell them, you know, they'll tell me what happened and then they will, they'll go back to those people. I had a funny experience with some of the kids. We have, uh, there was a time we had a good amount of kids that went to East High School. And one day I'm in my office and I get a text and it's, and it's a question about end times prophecy. So I'm, I'm responding to it. And so then they're sending me more questions and I'm responding back and I'm saying, and all of a sudden I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, this is school hour. What are they doing? So I said to them, I said, why are y'all sending me these messages during school? Y'all are in school, right? I had like 20 question marks after it. I was going to say like, no, this ain't the time for y'all to be sending me Bible questions. Not like I mind, but y'all are in school. And then they did LOL. We're talking about this in lunch. And then I, so then I said, I sent the test in big letters. I wrote, get them. You know, so yes, but, 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 uh, so sometimes the kids, they'll just say, you know, I'm just going to call Mike Peace right now. Or I'm going to text Mike Peace right now, you know, and, um, and so, yeah, so they do, they are challenged by those things, but I, I'm, and some of them, uh, you know, a good number of them are able to answer questions, but sometimes they get a question that may stump them for whatever reason. And, you know, we just take it from there. So could you please share with us what a Saturday looks like when it comes to Jesus, the Bible and worship? Yes. Not necessarily in that order. Yes. Well, they show up on Saturday morning. I write this in all the... I Whenever I say things to people publicly about coming to visit us, I say, you you are welcome to come visit us, but I'm warning you, the cuteness is lethal, okay? And these kids are just so cute, you know, and um, they come and uh, they, we, we hang out a little bit and we have... We have a breakfast for starters, uh, anywhere from four to seven course breakfast every Saturday morning, hot breakfast. And then um, we have what I call war time where I talk to them before we go upstairs for worship and praise. And then we have worship and praise. And I always say this before we go upstairs. I say, how are we, we going to worship? And they all yell out, like Satan slapped your grandmother. I said, well, then let's do it. And then we have worship and praise and warfare and um, intercession and the word. And worship and praise could go for an hour, you know, um, and nobody's looking at a clock. It's just like, oh, snap, it's 12, 15. We started at 11. You know, we're just getting to the word. And then we bring the word for another hour. And all these kids who are supposed, well, for whichever ones, it's not all of them, but for whichever ones have ADD and ADHD and all the other kind of stuff, we do not experience any of that. And I know who they are. We do not experience any of this. The Holy Spirit takes control of them and, we just we just go with whatever the Lord allows us to do. So we are worshiping praise. I mean, vigorous, energetic, you know, knock you over the head, worshiping praise, um, and warfare as well. And can prayer. you explain warfare? What happens? Oh that? well, we we someone may be sick, and uh, we the kids will just take the mic and start praying during the time, and we'll have a song, or we will make up a song um, of that that that's reflective of what that particular need may be for someone's health or for the violence in our area. You know, something may have happened the, the night before on, on on the street that one of our kids lives on or or maybe even just in the neighborhood. And it was just a major news story. We do warfare for the Lord to push back the works of darkness in that area. You know, for all, or as one of the songs says, um, crushing the deeds of darkness. And so we actually take, we decree, we declare and I mean, I'm talking about the kids do this. I'm I'm the drummer. They take the you know during worship. They take the mic and they would do that kind of stuff. So and explain intercession. Intercession is is basically uh, a prayer with grace with greater intensity and specificity about a situation or a matter 
that requires more than what I what, what most of us would call a, a quote unquote blanket prayer. It's with much intensity and much uh, uh, specificity over uh, about a situation or over a situation or an individual. Okay, can you explain um, in terms of your worship? How what do you do? How do you perform that? Do you have music? Do you yes. have tapes? We have amazing musicians that play. And then after a while, the kids end up becoming the worship leaders. So we haven't had an adult worship leader in I don't know how many years, probably 15, 20 years we haven't had a worship, an adult worship leader. The kids, as they grow in the Lord, you know, and they have something special. They, they, they are the ones that lead worship. They're the ones that say what songs we're going to do. They're the ones that, you know, would say what's next. Um, you know, we, we trust them because they're tapping into the Lord and the Lord is bringing them to that level. Uh, once again, there's that spiritual development piece again that you were you were talking about earlier. So within that too, do, is there um, a space or time for spiritual questions on Saturday, and why is that important? Yes, in fact, uh, we're very big. Even if someone uses a big word, we if we have a guest, or even if I use a big word, I stop immediately to give a definition of that word, and then to help them, uh, you know, understand it in layman's terms, if you will, and and so. That's very important because the saying goes, uh, a, a brother said to me once, like 30-something years ago, he said, if what you're saying is not understood, then you're not saying anything at all. And so I've, and, and another, uh, Pastor Don Bolt said this to me once. He said, he was not speaking about me, but he was just speaking in general in general terms. He said, if your presentation of the gospel cannot be understood by a child, then you don't know how to present the gospel. You know, and he doesn't mean just the, the 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 four gospels. He's talking about the word of God, and so so that has stuck with me all of these. He said it to me in 1988, and that has stuck with me all these years. And so that's what we do with with Bethel Express as well, because we want them to understand the word once again. Because if it's not in the word, it doesn't count, and it has they have to have enough of the word to know what to do next. So I, I'm automatically thinking of how the harvest is truly truly plenteous, but the labors are few. Uh, pray ye therefore that ye send out the harvest. Mm -hmm. And it seems as that's what you're producing, a harvest, or that Bethel Express, it's not always you. Right. I, you're the pinpoint person. Yeah. But it's, it's, I know Bethel Express is, is blessed with incredible leaders um, and with the purpose of being able to produce a harvest that God would be proud of, that God will use immensely and in a great and unimaginable way that we could ever think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that God could do, but we know he can do all things. Um, so I just want to wrap this up and thank you for sharing about BE, you know, where uh, the word is important. Yeah. Uh, one of the most important aspects of a Christian's life is that, and the importance yeah. of worship, prayer, uh, and, and I'm, I know that's incorporated in great intensity, mm -hmm. you know, prayer and uh, worship uh, and Jesus. The yeah. center of everything. So we're going to end this and be sure to uh, catch us next time when we end this series and dissect the phrase miggity mad, gushy gooey, icky sticky. And I'm not talking about a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for listening and sharing your time with us. Listen to hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to a podcast. And we sure hope that you make it out. You know, ours is one uh, of your favorites because uh, you're our favorite for listening. So oh, yeah. <laughs> until then, stay safe and be blessed. Mm -hmm.